All right, another oh, episode yeah. of Island Time. Welcome to Island Time, everybody. I'm Unjust Josh here, as well as on Twitch, but you can also check me out as Crooked King on SoundCloud. And we got our boy Adentum up in here. Your favorite co-host? Or at least Dr. Mo- Big Mac co-host. is gone. Yeah, unfortunately, Big Mac had to study for a test. I don't know how he's doing in school, but he might be grounded. <laughs> Could you imagine? He, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I forget. Is he, he's not married, right? No, he's not, no. Yeah, so that would be even worse if his girlfriend grounded him. But you know what? He might have got B on that last assignment, and she just had to lock it down, you know? She just flipped and locked him in the cage. Yeah, I totally did not mean to interrupt what you were going to say. You had like an intro. Did you shit, shit, shit? I screwed it up. I I even know what I was going to say, honestly. But no, another episode of Island Time, a classic date night. Date night with Dentum and Unjust Josh. The reason that I came in so hard with the introduction, and I may use that going forward, is this. What's new with me this week? Myself, Crooked King, like I said, the Iron King is an exclamation point. And a fellow creator who we all know and love so well, who I'll I'll hint at, and maybe if you uh, pry me, I might tell you who it is, but are collaborating right now on a two-sided album, right? You know how, like, so records are cool. I mean, maybe vinyl. I might get, because I like might a legit know some. physical one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, Dude. and I, I haven't told him yet, but I might know somebody who could do a vinyl for us, and that might have to just... It might just have to happen. But anyway, we're collaborating on a two-sided album. So like if, let's say, we release a CD, you finish one side and you turn over the CD, that's side B. So I can't release any track names oh. or the album name as of yet. It does have a side B, which I'm pretty stoked about. Uh, we will be releasing this. I'm not sure where. Not not sure where yet, but you may have to have connections to get a copy. That's all I'm going to say. In fact... That's about all I can say. Wait, about I it. think but, I know exactly. Who, are you doing this with uh, Grant? No, this is music. This is music. So Grant really doesn't, oh. as far as I know, do music stuff. I don't know what happened, but somehow in my mind, it's like something connected. And I was like, it's Grant. It's Grant. Uh, now, while he would be pretty cool to do this with, this isn't that yet. I mean, he, we did speak with him about doing an audio book and stuff. And that's like a further project. But right now... The thing that I'm focusing my most energy on actually is uh, is what this is. And there's a lot of talent going in on it. And it's something I've been working really hard for. I, like I'm leaking a little bit of information here. But before we release the album, the person I'm working with is actually releasing his debut album. So there's a little bit of work, a little bit of time before this comes out. So we have lots of time to work on it. But when, when it does come out, it's going to be like we're going to we're not going to release it till we're ready to release it. If it's going to be two sides. Both sides are going to be worth listening to. So I've had the honor of listening to some of the work that's going on behind closed doors with his debut album. And, uh, oh boy, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm freaking excited. That is actually pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. How long have you guys been yeah. working on it together for? Oh, uh, man, I'd say a solid year. A solid year. Like we've been on and off and we've been dipping in and out of projects and doing like, I've, I've just released singles and stuff on the sl- on the side and I've been doing a whole lot with my Crooked King alias and because I've just kind of been accumulating 
certain instruments and I wanted to have a specific setup. Now I got like the subwoofer and I got like the speakers and I might get some soundproofing, but I got the Roland TA beat machine now and I got my synthesizers and keyboards and I use Ableton a lot more. I'm learning the ins and outs of that. So my digital audio workstation is kind of on par, but yeah, no, really we have been working on it for a long period of time, but we're putting the most work in, in this last couple months. And like, we do have a date in mind, but I don't know if he would be comfortable with me releasing it just yet. So I haven't told him that I was even really uh, promoting it on the stream, but I haven't really given any information that he'd be upset about. So another thing this week is that my longtime old friend, Murphalicious, has inspired me to once again try and get Gary's mod up and on the go. A little bit of a switch here. Uh, talk game about games. I definitely had to run it. or I definitely had run it before. Like, we've played it before. We used to play Prop Hunt and stuff with Denzel and a couple of people we would get together, but... When I went to launch it in Zombie Survival, or any other mode for that matter, on the maps, there were these red error texts. Have you heard of these? Like, uh, the... Dude, I am beyond familiar with those. Okay. So, and then there's like black and pink walls and floor sometimes. Yeah, it's because you have to have like Counter-Strike Source, TF2, Left 4 Dead. Exactly. I couldn't quite get to the bottom of it first, but uh, in order to run it properly, exactly. It requires so many other game titles that you need installed at the time. In order for it to work and what i do make a habit of because and it's not that my computer lacks the space but i like to have only the games that i'm playing uh regularly installed so i went and i uninstalled everything else which obviously includes counter-strike global offensive team fortress 2 left for dead is also advised to have uh what's the other one yeah uh well yeah it's a team fortress 2 counter yeah there's so many games you have to have like seven oh you need to have half-life yeah half-life, half-life 2 Half-Life, Half-Life 2 Deathmatch, episode Portal. 1 and 2, Portal. Oh, I have Portal, but it's not installed. Actually, I should probably install that one as well. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it is called Gary's Mod, so it, like maybe that's part of it. You do need a bunch of other games, which is ridiculous. But get this, even with all of those titles installed, uh, I went and I made sure they. I purchased everything again. Like I had like two copies of everything, and I installed everything, and... When I went back in, there was red error texts and black and pink walls and floors on the same maps. And it made my brain implode. Like, yeah, sometimes you gotta download stuff from the workshop. Like, yeah. So I went crazy on the mods, the packages, the Trouble and Terror Sound packages, Prop Punt. I went mad on the sandbox. I have like, a bunch of mods now and now when i go to play i don't get as many text errors like still you'll get some on some maps and stuff but now now the problem i'm running into is the friends that i play gary's mod with don't have the same mods as me so when they're loading into my sandbox my maps it takes them about 25 to 30 minutes every time because they have to have the same mods i do in order to run the map so it's like oh my god dude the game is fun when you get into it like it is the game i've the best time I've ever played Gary's Mod. This is back when I was in high school. It had to have been a weekend because I was up till like super or super late in the morning. Yeah. So at first I was playing. Things weren't too good. I became a cop. People kept robbing the banks. It's like, all right, this is getting kind of lame. I'm going to leave. But then we got this mayor and he was the most corrupt mayor I've ever seen in my life. Like he was making toll boots. Like you couldn't go around unless you paid money. Uh, implementing rules where it was like, Everyone was to be inside their house, and if they weren't inside their house, they'd be arrested. If they ran away from arrest, 
That would be like execution worthy. The this is all within Trouble in Terrace Town? No, no, no. This is Dark RP, which is a dangerous okay, game to play. Role play. So there was legit this riot where people were just like fighting all the police. And so we had more people come to join our team because the difference was we respond with guns. Everyone else didn't. And for mm-hmm. like an hour, it was just like a straight up death match in the streets. There were flaming cars, people screaming. Eventually we won. <laughs> And so the corrupt police took over. Dark RP, you said. Yes, Dark RP. Is this within Gary's Mod? Oh, yes. This is a, one of the most popular Gary's Mod modes. I've never played it. I'll have to check it out. Dude, I got to warn you. Like, it becomes a day. How many more uh, game titles do you need to own in order to play? <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the map that I'm used to, you don't really get to use anymore. Mm, lame. <laughs> Why don't you get to use it? Uh, it's just none of the servers use it anymore. Now they like to use bigger maps as opposed to the one I'm used to. But it's mm. like, the, I like bigger maps, but for a game like that where the max people is like 100, it becomes way too big. Hmm, Dark RP. That's going to be on my list of things to try. I gotta, I'm warning you. It's scary. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of Grand Theft Auto Five roleplay. You ever watch like the online... People stream it, and rather than just play like online, like a normal person, most of the players online do this role play thing. I've, and you need like mods in order to play, but like you have like a costume, like you could dress up as a cop. And if you dress up as a cop, you really need to lean into that. You have like a, a complete identity, and you act like a cop. You're in a police car. If there's somebody speeding, you have to pull them over, give them a ticket. And if you pull over, like, someone dressed up as a clown they work at the circus they're really leaning into that everyone's on voice so you pull the guy over you try and get the clown a ticket he'll probably come out of the car with like i don't know one of those scarves that are attached to another scarf they keep hauling it out of their sleeve and they throw it in the air and act all silly and stuff like it's really like everybody who is in their role has to stick in their role and i see this a lot on twitch like the gta 5 online play is really not what it used to be anymore it's like all role play now well I've seen the I've seen one of them. Have you ever heard of ONENG? Actually, you definitely have. Yeah, it's familiar. Yeah, so he's the guy who made Left for Speed, uh, Leo and Satan, and Dragon Ball PP. Okay. So he does this gaming now called Oni Oni Plays, and he has like a bunch of old like animators that you're probably familiar with from like the old days of YouTube, like Psychic Pebbles and a couple of others. So mm. they were doing this role play on GTA. And it was just absurd. It's like they steal a car, the cops come after them, they steal the cop car. <laughs> and like one of the cops is like a streamer, so he gets it too. It's like a 20 minute uh, video, but it's actually hilarious. You'll have to send me the link, dude. Dude, absolutely. Send me the link. I need to experience this in order to appreciate its true art. It, it is something. I wouldn't use the word art. <laughs> it's kind of like hmm. Jerry Springer, but digital. Jerry. Jerry. Uh, so what's new with you this week, anyway? Well, I've been working on my new video. I've, I've set myself a deadline. Uh, it was actually originally going to be today that it was going to be finished. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Mm. Dude, I've, so for anyone that's watching this, because hopefully it'll be out by the time this episode is, it's a full-on documentary about this guy, Wings of Redemption, 
everything that's happened to him in the year 2022. When okay. I decided to make this video and announced it, I did not know what I was getting myself into. Huh. Like, so at the beginning of February this year, the guy's neighbor, like, goes around saying all this stuff about him. Turns out the whole thing is a lie. So Wayne's Redemption pulls his neighbor into his house, gets him to say on live stream that everything was a lie or taken out of context. Then the full call is dropped. It's like two hours. And I listened to the full two hours. Like the guy, yeah. what was the recent hurricane? Oh God, Fiona for us. Whatever the last hurricane was, he left his dog outside during it. Oh my god. Yeah, nobody's seen his dog since, so we think it's what? dead. His oh. wife his wife cheated on him for a pair of sneakers. How? So this this guy, he all he does is like buy shoes. He got into contact yeah. with her and like offered her a pair of shoes to come hang out. And we're everyone's pretty sure that she cheated on him, like then and there. Oh uh, wow. That must be nice shoes. What kind of shoes were they? Right now, they're uh, actually. I have no idea. I think they were just like Skechers or something. No, wouldn't cheat on for Skechers. It had to be something good, dude. I know that you said you don't know who Boogie is, but now Keemstar, if you're familiar with him, is trying to organize a boxing match between Boogie and Wings. Cool. Like, oh shit! I'll have to watch that. Like it's unbelievable how much stuff has happened this year, and I don't think I'll make my next. Deadline, but I really hope I do. I can't wait for this to come out. Wings Redemption. Yeah. So what are you going to name it, or can you say that yet? Oh, I've I've got the name picked out. Wings of 2022. Wings of 2022. You put a lot of work into it, though. If you want, if that one thing, the phone call alone was two hours, I can only imagine what else the dude was up to in dude, 2022. It's like the phone call was two hours. Um, earlier this yeah. year, somebody hacked into his PSN and like changed the password. So they nice. told him that if he, if he wanted it back, he had to be in a phone call with them for like half an hour. They made him weigh himself on live stream. And he's like a really big guy. So it, he showed that he was like 426 pounds. That's a lot of weight. It is. It's even crazier because a couple years ago, the guy got weight loss surgery in Mexico. And I, I'm not even joking with you. What he started doing was he would buy Wendy's chili twice a day. Put it into a blender and drink it. So this dude is 400, pound, 400 plus pounds after the weight loss surgery? So, uh, he was 470 pounds. Uh, then he got the weight loss surgery. Went down to like 300. And then he shot back up. <laughs> yes. Jesus. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, that's kind of fucked up. So that's pretty much been my uh, recent... What's new? Dude, you know what else is new and what is also unbelievable is the fact that flying cars are probably going to be a regular thing for people to buy in the next, what are we saying, 50 to 100 years? What do you think? What's well, your time frame on this? My time frame was within our lifetime, and I don't think we'll see them. Well, our lifetime is 50, well, yeah, it's less than 100 years, I guess, for us. Dude, we've Let's already... say 70 years. We've already got people who can barely drive on a two-dimensional plane. Imagine you bring that third <laughs> yes. dimension in. I'm so glad you said that. You're so right, dude. People can't... Yeah, okay, on a consumer level, flying cars, mm, I, I don't see it in our lifetime. 
actually. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be the one yeah. to say it. Yeah, like we have planes, which I guess I would consider more of a flying bus. Um, helicopters yes. I've heard been described as the actual flying cars. Which yeah, but helicopters don't count either. Like okay, when yeah. we when we say flying cars, yeah, like flying cars, we mean it has wheels. It's on the ground, like it can be on the ground and maneuver on the ground in our city, city to city, travel on the ground as well as travel in the sky as well as planes do. Like we're talking about real flying cars here. We're not yeah. just talking about you know a helicopter you can't drive down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, for for those things like. I really don't see them coming around unless, like, somehow we get the boosting technology to, like, lift them up off the ground, and it's, like, an AI that drives them. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we do have drones and stuff. Drones are very regular, but we are not talking about AI driving them either, though. We're, like, flying cars, what I envision a consumer-level flying car is, like, you drive down the road to your nearest dealership, car dealership, you know, if you are wealthy enough, because this is only going to be available to the people who are wealthy enough, obviously, there's going to be a tag price on this that is probably going to keep it upper class. Let's say you spend $195,000 on a flying car at the dealership down the road. You know, you got your warranty on it. They change your wings once a year, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever the fucking deal is. And, uh, and you can fly as long as I think you should. If you're, if there's going to be flying cars, I think they should have pilot licenses as well. You need a pilot license to have a flying car. That's what I think you should have. That I, should be I required. See that right off the bat. But and there should be a certain height. There should be a certain height you have to fly at. Nothing above, nothing below. There has to be like a traffic area. There should be also flying police cars. I know people don't like to say, "Oh, we got to police everything," but. I think that needs to there's there has to be some regulations here. We still need a little bit of uh of direction. You know what I mean? Like we can't just have a, give a bunch of people flying cars, let them go wherever the fuck they want to go. That's not how it's going to work. Actually, I don't know. That actually sounds like a fun idea now. Giving a it bunch of like a fun people idea. flying cars. You think you think GTA is interesting now? And not GTA as in the game, but GTA in real life. Wait till fucking somebody steals your flying car and go wherever the fuck they want. Dude, I think it would be cooler if a, if it's a flying car it should also be able to turn into like a little sub. Oh my god! Now we're going like like extra multi-purpose. I think that you know you're right though. It's amphibious as well as able to fly and be on land. That would oh my goodness. Well, I guess that's what amphibious means. But amphibians can't really fly too. Well, then again, there are some. Man, actually, I think there are some. Man, I just thought of something. So let's yeah. say okay. So you've seen videos of people like driving their boats and people on the back like jets not is it jet skiing is that what it's called jet skiing is a thing yeah and you've seen like videos of people like with a skateboard doing something similar in a car yeah dude what oh, would, i've done it myself yeah what would people do then with a flying car like with a parachute um paragliding i think would be a thing yeah dude because if you yeah. wipe out like in the water whatevs you wipe out That's... on concrete like that blows but you're right there with other people Yo, flying cars actually might be cool for Red Bull. You know how Red Bull, we're not sponsored by the way. Red Bull does these like cool sports events or they tried to and it's kind of dying off because there's less talented people and people who are less willing to risk their lives because people in Red Bull who are actually these extreme athletes do things like jump from airplanes with no parachutes, et cetera, et cetera. The new Red Bull sport is going to be flying cars. Was it paragliding? What did I say a second ago? I had the word for it. It's not paragliding. Um, Or maybe it is. No, I think it was. I think it was. 
Yeah, paraglidings from might a flying car. You might have been paramotoring for a second. What's paramotoring? Uh, oh, you've never seen paramotoring. Okay, Talk so to me. paramotoring, it's like... Okay, so it, imagine you have, like, a go-kart. It's got yep. a giant fan on the back, like in... Uh, you know when you watch, like, a movie, the cops are, like, searching for someone through a swamp, they got those fan boats? Yes, man, like in Half-Life... Yeah, it's got a fan, a fan on the back of it. And so mm-hmm. essentially, you drive fast enough that it gets you off the ground and it like lifts you into the sky. This is a okay. real thing. Like I found out about hovercraft. Like, no, no, yeah. not a hovercraft. Not a hovercraft? Like, it, it like legit goes into the sky. God damn. Okay, no, I don't know what you're talking <clears throat> about now. Shit. Is this recent technology? Dude, this is at least like 15 years old. Look it, Look it up, look it up. I will. I will actually right now. My keyboard is loud. I'm going to try not to be loud, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not called a hovercraft. What, how do I even look this up then? So just look up P-A-R-A-M-O-T-O-R. Oh yeah. Paramotor. That's what it's called. Yeah. Paramotoring is the generic name for the harness and propulsive portion of a powered paraglider. Oh, I'm looking at this. Okay. So there's literally a guy with a fan strapped to his back. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, people like go up into the air with these things. Like it's, oh, it looks really cool. I'd love to do it. I saw one video of a guy. He went up, landed in McDonald's, got like food, and then left again, and then just ate it like, I want to say a couple thousand feet up in the air. That sounds dangerous. But there are people who are thrill seekers, and they and there's there's some people who wouldn't even find that. Yeah, there's some people. Okay, let's say if me and you were to both go parachuting. Let's say for the benefit of the doubt, you would enjoy it. Like if some people don't have that butterfly feeling in their stomach, they don't get the adrenaline from that. Let's say you're the person who would just not have any feelings. You jump out of a plane, you parachute. Okay, that was cool. I'm, you know, I'm on to my next life, whatever. I would jump out and I would have butterflies the whole way before I jumped out. When I jumped out, my adrenaline would kick in. In the same way, like some people aren't meant to do this. That's why I don't know if everybody also deserves a flying car. That's why I think some people, I think everyone should have to have a pilot license. And some people really don't deserve a flying car. I'm going to say it. Some people don't deserve their license. You said it yourself oh, earlier. Straight up, we're, straight we're, up. We're, we're on the ground having problems. Yeah. Dude, so I was hanging out with my friend Paul. My, a couple other people, we were all at sushi together. It was an all you can eat. So Paul starts telling this story about someone he calls Mr. L. Now, mm-hmm. Mr. L is a psychopath. So <laughs> the guy, he was driving one day. And so he stops at a green light with Paul in the car. And there's yeah. like a second person in the car too. They're like, what are you doing? He asks, what do you think I'm doing? And then the light, when it turns red, he drives off at full speed. And they're all oh, like, what? what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, what? Mm, mm. Wait, how did they know what he was about to do again? They just had a feeling. Well, because the guy stopped at a green light. Oh, he stopped at the green. Yeah. What the <laughs> he fuck? He stopped at the green and drove off full speed at the red. Okay. Like Paul Mr. Paul. L, dude. Mr. L. What the fuck? L stands for fucking... Lightweight. I, I, I have no idea what the guy's name's what the L stands for. Uh, it's Paul, lightweight. Paul will tell you these stories about people he knows, and he'll refer yeah. to them as like Mr. L, Mr. P, Mr. L. See, 
that's a cool way to keep it anonymous while also keeping it sound like it's a little bit professional and it gets your interest too. He You're like, oh, Mr. Mr. L. He has not kept Mr. L anonymous. No, he's not. Yeah. Okay, never mind. He has shown me but pictures still, of him. You just don't. You just don't stop at a at a green light. Yeah, and then go on a red light. Red. Is he colorblind or did he just do it for some stupid reason? No, the guy is. The guy is just like. Even colorblind like, people know better, man. Fuck, even blind people know better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you could go like your whole life up to like driving age, not knowing green and red, which one means stop and go, you know, it's like, you have to have been in a car, a bus, like at some points through your life and seen, or even a movie, you know, that comic, that, that gag where it's like, it turns yellow. So the person speeds up. Uh, I don't know, man. I never did play those traffic games. Like there was the one, was it like, Red, uh, what's that thing where you when it turns red, you jump out and you all switch seats or something? What? Oh. That I you ever heard of that? About that? But no, what are you talking about? So there's this game that that dumb kids play, where if you and like I before moving forward, I do not condone this behavior. If you do it, you will probably get arrested or get yourself killed or someone else injured. Don't do what I'm about to say. People go up to a red light, they stop, and in the time that they think that they have during this red light. They all jump out of the car and switch seats before the light turns green. And then if when, once, once it turns green, I guess whoever's left outside of the car just has to get left behind because that's it. But I remember uh, Holy Spirit grad. Remember, like, they do these scavenger hunts or whatever. We graduated different years, so you may not know about this specific thing. But part of the scavenger hunt, somebody, like, some kid made it an idea, like, off of the charts like uh, outside of the rules to do this and i, I never part, part partook in it because i never even went to grad i never went to i never went to freaking farewell i never you know like i never did any of these things but um this was part of the scavenger hunt you pull up to a red light oh, was it red light like something something red light like it almost sounds like something out of the goddamn what's that show the the korean show where people die but they win money uh, goddamn, Squid Game. it's a famous show there you go. It sounds like a Squid Games thing, like red light something or other. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can see that definitely. What is it called? Anyway, I don't remember the name, but yeah, you the light turns red, you jump out, switch seats. I think the driver even switch, switches seats. But it just it seems obnoxiously dangerous in traffic. A lot of kids did this, though. No, the only game like that we ever played in school that started with red I can remember was Red Ass. I remember red ass, dude. For those who don't know, you explain it, and I'll, I'll poke okay, so in for some rules and regulations. For obvious re- obviously explain this. I have not played this game in many a year, but so this is what I remember. So we had like it was like an orange ball, like a hockey ball. It was and a so, hard ball. Yeah, yeah. And you would chuck it at the wall, and I don't, I don't even know what the rules were. It's like it would bounce off. If you caught it, you got to throw it again at the wall. If you tried to catch it and missed, you had to line up against the wall and someone would chuck it at you as hard as they could. Yeah, so, okay. <clears throat> it wasn't a hockey ball because hockey balls aren't bouncy. This one had to at least bounce. So, it was a ball. And yeah, well, okay, maybe some hockey balls are bouncy, but that doesn't even make sense for hockey. So, and yeah, I guess if we were that broke, maybe we did just use a hockey ball from the gym because, yeah, we're a holy family. I mean, we were pretty pretty ghetto spot but there's a bouncy ball a bunch of kids line up at the same 
location facing a brick wall, which was the side of the school. I guess somebody was chosen to start the throw. The kid throws it at the wall and everyone had to run and touch the wall before the ball hit the wall, which is like damn near impossible. (laughs) Let me tell you. So like you said, if the ball hits the wall first before people get to the wall or somebody catches it, they can throw it and try again kind of thing. But you had to get to the wall before the ball did. Somebody tried to catch it. Once they caught it, they threw it. I I don't know if they threw it at the wall or if they threw it at another kid. But if you you never got to the wall. Because that's what everyone would say. You fumbled it. You fumbled it. So you got it. Yeah. So it bounces off the wall. You have to run to try and grab the ball. Yeah, like you say, you fumble it. Or, but I did think there was a rule where you had to get to the wall first before the wall, the ball touched the wall, which is like it's impossible. Yeah. Like so the kid, the kids who never got to the wall first lined up, and the kids who fumbled it lined it up. And I don't know who decided who threw it, but eventually some kid would throw the ball as hard as they could at the kids who were standing at the wall, like one at a time. And I think if if the kid throwing it missed the the kid at the wall. The kid at the wall was free, but if the kid at the wall got hit, like I think he had to like, sit out or something like that. That was such a dumb game. Like at least grounders had actual rules. That was just a game that big kids made up so that they could throw balls as hard as they could at little kids. That's Actually, what that, that was. That makes sense. Yes. It was made up, but then everyone it was like a tradition then, just like paddling and great, you know, once you move from junior high to high school. You got paddled. Like that's it's just that kind of tradition. It's a stupid tradition. It really is stupid. You know, I'm pretty sure in Holy Family, like you weren't even allowed to play that game because you know throwing balls at other kids. But the weirdest part was it was played on the exact same wall every single day. There's no yeah. way they could have known. No, the, the teachers knew. Yeah, they had the teachers to, knew. They had to have just straight up been lazy. They were ignorant because they're like, oh, kids don't know how to throw that hard. I don't know about you, man. Oh, yeah. I've been hit hard with that ball. They know how to throw. Kids are strong. Stronger than they, the teachers. At least back when you're a kid, believe. other kids are. Especially, like, if they're a year older than you. Like, that is a big mm-hmm. strength difference. Big. That would be like dude. if one of us could, like, lift 15 pounds heavier than the other guy. You know? I, I got a funny story from uh, Holy Family. <laughs> yes. And I won't name names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Hmm. This would have happened like this, 15 years ago. This is what happened. Exactly. Me and a couple of my friends were playing with a ball that I had taken from my own house. It was my ball. Playing catch with it, you know, just chilling. Excuse me. A couple of kids from my grade, mind you. This is important. And a bigger kid came along and jumped in and caught the ball and stole it and then started playing with his friends. So I, being the person that I was, not taking shit like every other kid was like you can't you don't mess with the big kids like so then they were like yeah just let them have it i was like nah i went up to the guy who stole my ball dude i kicked him in the nuts as hard as i could when i was a kid which was basically like not hard because this guy was like three or four grades ahead of me Mm. and then he was not impressed picked me up by the collar of my shirt in the air like I was a piece of paper, dropped me on the ground and curb stomped me in the nuts. I'm lucky I'm allowed, I'm able to have kids. I'm lucky I'm able to have kids. <laughs> I let him keep the ball after that. I just kind of walked away and I couldn't breathe for about 20 minutes. I believe but, that. Uh, I believe that. But I was a baller then. The kids were like, You stood up to the big kids. 
oh, like they were like all, you know, they were all pumped and stuff. But like, damn, dude, we had a hard playground back then. Yeah, legit. We had a hard up playground. But yeah, flying cars, man. Yeah, flying cars. Flying cars. <laughs> Nothing to do with red ass or grounders. That's okay. In a way, it does because uh, sometimes you throw something at the wall and it sticks, and sometimes it doesn't. And flying cars, I don't know if it's going to stick, man. On a consumer level, I, I just can't see it. Yeah, like the price, especially. Like, I, I don't know. People can barely afford new cars now. All right. This is, uh, and I'll quote the source it is IT Canada Online. Flying cars, a norm in the Jetsons, are making headlines today. When was this article made? Hold on. What the fuck? Today? This looks like... Okay, this car looks futuristic as fuck. But how close are we to getting into a real flying car to travel from one location to the next? Say our home to our office. So they're talking about consumer level as well. The answer may be a little surprising to you. Apparently, we are closer than most think. So, and fuck the whole article because it's a lot of paragraphs. They're basically saying... There's this vehicle that does go on ground. It has four wheels, so you can drive to the office if you want to, if you don't feel like flying that day, or if, you know, maybe you're hungover, let's say. You know, you just want to drive to work. You're not, you're not feeling up to flying. You you know, maybe the weather doesn't permit it. Maybe it's a self-driving vehicle. Yeah, maybe you want to take a nap on the way to work or something like that. You just drive it in. But it looks kind of silly, if you ask me. The wings fold out. Like, a lot of this stuff is so conceptual. I'm wondering, like, what the actual, the one that does become consumer level is going to look like. Like, what is that going to look like? I don't know if you've ever played Mass Effect. I think the flying cars in those look pretty, like, legit could happen. Yeah, the thing that we envision, or at least the concepts that they portray online, are a little bit over the top. I think it might not even have wings. Like, the, the flying car that we see... It's probably just going to have like what you've seen the paramotor thing. It may just have these fan motors that point towards the ground. It's going to be more like the uh, what are these military planes that they don't really go on? They don't do the jet propulsion. They do these propellers, almost like a helicopter, but they're angled a certain way, almost like that Halo plane. Are you envisioning I, I, the same thing? I'm envisioning. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like um... I wish I knew the name of the aircraft. I've seen one in my lifetime in real life, and that was actually in NL. You're not talking about the things from Black Ops 2, are you? Or at least they look like mm. that? You'd have to send me a picture for me to confirm. But a few companies, including aircraft maker Airbus, you said it yourself earlier, bus, planes are just buses, are competing to be the first to develop flying vehicles that can take off and land vertically. See? So the wings are going to be kind of... I think the wings are going to be out of question because vertical takeoff is actually kind of a key element especially on a consumer level not everyone has an airstrip that they can just like launch from what are you going to do have a flying car you have to drive to the airport just to launch it how many people are in the population that are you know like what's the what's the lineup going to be for that what's the wait time going to be to launch on the airstrip like you want a vertical takeoff so that's why i think the wings are going to be kind of eh, a little bit of a sticky element i think it's going to be propellers i think the flying cars are actually going to have propellers I don't know. Propellers are such a delicate thing that I could definitely, like, if that goes wrong, like, it's not like a flat tire. Like, if you're up in the air and your propellers go, you're screwed. In fact, that is exactly why I don't think in our lifetime we're going to see flying cars on a consumer level. In fact, 
what I think it's going to happen, and it may already be a thing in some places in secluded areas. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting on a whole other thing. I don't know if actually flying cars are going to be on a consumer level. Look at what we're doing already. We're driving. We got self-driving cars. Like that's where the future is going. We're like, okay, self-driving cars. We're kind of steering away from everybody having a personalized vehicle. So why in God's name would car dealerships sell a flying vehicle to anybody with the money to do it? That's why the, that's why I said earlier, the premium, it's going to be kind of like secluded to a specific class. It may not even be advertised to those in a lower class, which basically means it's probably not going to be on TV. No, no, no. There is no way they're not going to flaunt those in commercials. They may flaunt them. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I actually, I don't know. Like, like don't, I said. Don't get me wrong. You, you never see like Boeing whatever commercials on TV. But it's yeah. like you do see really nice car commercials on TV or like Rolex commercials. Yeah, but dude, there's no danger in someone owning a Rolex. Yes, you might have just taken out a second mortgage on your house or you feel like a dumbass because you spent $2 million on a watch. But there's no danger in it. You spent all your money. You made yourself broke for the rest of your life, whatever. It's not like you can like fly a Rolex into a building by accident and kill like 20 people. Flying vehicles, eh. if we're going, if we're leaning towards self-driving cars and if we're at peak oil in the next couple of years, what the fuck are, self, are, are fucking flying cars going to do on a personal, like if, if you and I can just go down the road and buy a flying car, what benefit does that have to anybody? Especially where we're already saying, yeah, self-driving cars are going to be, happy, you know, electrical vehicles have to be mandated in like 10 years, la da 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 why would they now release flying cars well, to know, the public? Actually, there is something that's kind of like that out now, too, that's not paramotoring. Have you ever heard of aero trekking? No, speak on that. Okay, so you're familiar with McAfee antivirus software. Yes. So the guy who created that, John McAfee, in 1991, he retired from McAfee antivirus, and he retired. But then in like the late 90s, early 2000s, he decided he was going to create his own sport. It was called aero trekking. I want you to imagine a moped with like a zip line on top of it. The idea, <laughs> the idea was that it was going to combine flying with a motorcycle. Yeah. So two people That's, died uh, using it and he fled the country. Uh, yeah. I would say. And so he fled the country because of that yeah, specifically? He or? got sued for it. So he fled the country down to Belize. Mm, where yeah. He <laughs> Yeah, but wait, hold on. Are we really are we are we linking that together just on our own time? Like, did he really just flee the country because of that reason? He he fled the country because of that. And are we allowing that to happen? Like, what, how are we allowed to let people just leave the country if well, they commit a crime? Well, that was years ago. Yeah, it's, it's and actually, he's rich, I guess. Oh, uh, he was rich, so he can do what he wants. Rich people can do what they want, really. Man, the guy the guy made meth right next. Sorry, the guy made like what was it? Not meth. It was, he made like a really bad drug, right? Not speed, but he made it like right next to a Mayan temple while he was down there. Mm. It's just crazy because the guy went from like working for NASA, McAfee and software, and then making meth. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess if, yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. But no, like he made that arrow trekking and it looks really cool. But the thing was, it couldn't fly very high. So it would be really dangerous to do it around trees. And that might have been like 10, 15, 20 years ago when it started. But if we could do it then, uh, it's crazy to think what they could make now. Yeah, no. 
I mean, like we can make whatever we want to make. We, we, you know, we eventually we'll be able to go out into space without needing a spacesuit. That doesn't no mean way. every single. I don't believe that'll ever well, happen. Just for the sake of the argument, though, that doesn't mean every single human on Earth should go and do that. Like in the same way, like ugh, flying cars on a consumer level, I, I, I'm kind of going back and saying, yeah, well, we may not see it in the next hundred years. Even if we did, it wouldn't be on a consumer level. I don't think we're trusting the public that much with that kind of technology. Like that billionaire uh, space trip of, what was it, last year or this year? Who, oh, there was a guy, yeah, that's yeah, right. Was like Jeff so Bezos did he go after? A, yeah, Jeff Bezos and a couple other billionaires like went to a rocket and went to space for, I think it was like eight minutes. Wow, good for them. And something I found Dude. out later. So yeah. you know how people are always saying like, oh, the environment, the environment. So the carbon footprint of that was more than the average 1 billion people use in a year. Uh, uh, now, say that again? For the so, people in the back? So them going up into space for like eight minutes. Yeah. Use more like, cost more, it had a bigger carbon footprint than like the yep. aver- an average of 1 billion people use in a year. Oh, I believe that. Space travel is a really expensive resource draining uh, like i'm not gonna say unnecessary thing but like uh, like dude we know more about space than we do about our oceans on this one planet if we explored our oceans maybe we would find more resources and our planet wouldn't feel under this major pressure oh we're reaching peak oil in a couple of years Oh well, what goes what goes on then? We're like in like year, we're what is it? Two thousand twenty two. If space is like an ancestor compared to our age, Earth being like what we think is one of the younger planets around, why are we wasting time exploring the space? We should get to know our planet well, first. Do you I think we know. would get I to know our know. planet first? Wouldn't I you? think? Why not? Why not check it all out? I mean, Check it all out, yes, but like... What if like, we get hit by a meteor? Uh, you know what would happen? Like, dinosaur level. We're fucked. But if we have some people living on Mars and we get hit by a meteor, we're still screwed. But at least there are some more people out there. Yeah, but let's say we explore the ocean, we discover this new element called Germancatorium, which basically we then realize that doesn't mess with the ozone layer the sun can still get through but it protects us from space we find enough of it in the ocean that we can provide a thin layer around it's like an extra ozone layer we're protected from meteorites because we'd explored the ocean boom that's like something outside of our own mind something that we are believing to be a regular thing because we never heard of it before but if we explore our oceans maybe we're, we're maybe we're going to discover some new shit maybe we the, discover the ocean like is scary you know, ocean is scary yeah so that's true. Did you know that some people believe that megalodons still exist? And there's actually like, I believe it. It, it looks like they could. Like no, I, I believe, I believe in them. It's just like the giant squid was thought to be like a myth until ten years ago. There's a giant squid literally at the Rooms Museum. Yeah, dude. Not only that, so the giant squid they found was a baby. Yeah. No, I know. No, the ocean is unexplored, and that's that. Just furthers my point that. We need to, uh, like, yes, while well, space exploration is cool and Elon Musk is great and woo, let's go Tesla. Like, let's explore the ocean a bit. We need another guy who's smart. Like, Elon can take space. All right. He got lots of money. 
He has lots of ideas. Let him take space. Let's let another guy come along with another fancy name. Doesn't matter where he's from. And he can be really intelligent about the ocean. Let's have a guy for both space and ocean or a girl or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Somebody who's innovative, who is a, a genius. Let's have somebody who actually explores the ocean. And I, I'm, while I'm not discrediting all the scientists and people who dedicate their entire lives to the ocean, because I'm sure there still is actually people who do that as a job, we need to – you just said it yourself. Look at all the resources we did just to send – just look at all the resources we ex- expeded just to send a couple of famous people to space. We need to do that to the ocean as well. Maybe you know we don't need to burn out our resources to explore the ocean, but we do need to explore the ocean. Man. As someone who's been all across the ocean, I can say this. It all looks the same. On the surface? Yes, But are you exactly. a scuba diver? I'm not. I am not. I think I've got Are you one of these guys? Once. Do you go down in like these pods deep into the ocean and actually explore? Because while the surface may look the same, you don't judge a book by its cover. Cheesy, but true. I don't know. You got to read the book, know. man. No, you got to read the book. Got to read the book. It doesn't all look the same, I bet. I'm willing to bet that. Dude, I guarantee you. It all looks the same. You can never tell where you are. Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe. But like, oh. That's why it's so hard to explore, I guess, because it all looks the same that we know of. Yeah, like, did you, you just got to explore. Did you know that down the Gulf of Mexico, so there's this island. I forget what it's called. But so it was documented 500 years ago. And it's been on like every single world map ever since. No one can find about, it. Wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's an island. Yeah, there's an island in the Gulf of like Mexico. Like in the Bermuda Triangle? or I don't know if it's in the Bermuda Triangle, but it's in the Gulf of Mexico. Okay, and that's probably more near the... Yeah, I'm, it, I'm it's been on maps, logically like I said, wrong. for 500 plus years. Yeah. But nobody can find it. Yo, we need to send John Cabot down there. That. <laughs> I don't think he'd find much else. No. In fact, I think he... Yeah. That's a whole other history thing. But okay, listen to this. Listen to this. We were talking about flying cars, talking about potentially dangerous technology in the hands of the wrong people. Have you heard about this San Francisco thing? I have. You heard about the robots down there? Yeah, where they're talking about using deadly force. So yeah, San Francisco authorities have proposed a policy that would allow its military-style robots... That's a scary enough sentence as it is to use deadly force in situations where someone's life is in danger and other dangerous instances. They make it sound like a good thing, but this is my concern. We're already scared about AI. Is it an AI robot? Is it a robot that acts on its own terms? It assesses the situation based off an algorithm and it's like, okay, this is dangerous and I'll shoot because if that's the case, shit it's probably going to go around and kill every single one of us. But, or is it a robot that is actually controlled by another person? Because if it's a robot that's controlled by another person, like we do all these things, there's, you know, back in high school, there was like that squad of kids that did robotics and they control, you know, there's this technology and talking about exploring the seas, they send drones down into the sea to explore where people probably couldn't physically be. And, and, and drones are becoming more of a thing. So if they're controlled by a person in a way that's sort of the same situation, but then also people don't really have the best motives some of the time either. So what like what are you what is your opinion on this whole 
robot can open fire on a on a criminal situation because that just sounds intimidating off the bat well honestly i think that both options are bad because number one everyone's seen terminator like it's not that unreasonable for a ai to go psycho like think about glitches in video games uh the microsoft hey ai that completely went rampant and microsoft took down but then on the other hand it's like everyone's also well not everyone but most people have played black ops 2 which asks the question what if some terrorist hacks all these drones there is such thing as hacking yes that's another yeah. danger yeah and like that stuff that's does true. happen often like yeah what was it two years ago somebody hacked into north korea's internet and took it all down yeah well i mean korea well they have like three websites avail- 11, available to 11. the public 11 websites but still it's like one guy was able to go in there and take it all down yeah do you remember lizard squad no so lizard squad was this group of hackers online uh they used to do stuff just for laughs like one year they took down xbox live and playstation network on christmas day (laughs) which i I, is it right no but is it funny yes yeah i applaud that yeah that stuff is harmless honestly but yeah Another group does something similar with like these drones that could cause a lot of damage. See, I have a question, and it, and it's it ties to the flying cars thing. Then though, how are we trusting? Well, you know, it, it ties to more than just the flying cars thing. How are we trusting self-driving cars? How are we trusting robots that can open fire on civilians? And how are we trusting flying cars? When there's people who know so much about computers that with the stroke of the forward slash question mark bracket nine eight period button can take it all down because it's just it's just technology that we kind of have the resources to know how to manipulate. And there's how many billion people on earth and there's so many people who are actually investing time. There's there's colleges in China, there's colleges like there's places in the world that are educating kids on te- on computer tech because they know that this is like the next thing. Like we're talking about flying cars because we know that you know we're innovative, we're trying to evolve and stuff like that. But technology is so dangerous because it doesn't really have the firewall that we want it to, and that's why not everybody should use it. Not everybody should use. Not everybody should even have the ability to hack the technology. If there's technology out there that we're using to, like, robots to kill or sh- open fire on, on criminals, shouldn't that have more of a program that doesn't take an algorithm to hack into? Shouldn't it be a little bit more under the wraps? Like, we shouldn't know about this, shouldn't we? We should not know about this. Well, it's, it's crazy with these drones, because I don't know if you heard about what happened in June. So, in Russia... This, this oil refinery got attacked by a drone, like a regular quadcopter with a bomb on it. And fun fact, there are only actually like a couple of hundred, uh, what are they called, oil refineries in the world. So think about how, with $25 million doing it like they bombed that one, you could take down the entire world oil supply. Like imagine how wow. crazy that's going to get later. Because that's just yeah. right now. As for the whole flying cars, like Tesla's driving around, if Carrie was written 20 years in the future, it would have a completely different like story on how it happened. You said with $2,500. $2,500 so, million. Like, oh, okay. Jeez. But probably I, even I less, swore. like a couple million. 
But hold on. So elaborate on that. What do you mean? How? So, example. Let me just look up how much a, a nice simple drone with a camera. Yeah. Drone. You say there's only a hundred oil fields on Earth. No, there are only a couple of hundred oil refineries. Refineries on Earth. Yeah. Okay, so Best Buy right now, a drone with a camera, four hundred dollars. Not on yeah. sale. So, because pe people have been making bombs for years, if someone hooks yeah. like that up to one of those, drives up to an oil refinery, something that dangerous. So they could just end all the oil refineries, and you're saying, yeah, so that would be a pretty big deal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Not giving anybody ideas out there, but, uh, you yeah, know, go to Best Buy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit, Big Mac. <laughs> I didn't even think. Go to Best Buy and uh, yeah, make Dr. sure if Big you're going to do it, no, no, I'm not saying that. The, uh, the, uh, the economy killing drone. Yeah, but I think it's a little bit more difficult than that, though. Because how would know. you, for one, how would you get close enough to these oil fields without, you know, for one, being under the radar? How would you get close enough then to use the drone? And, well, do you, you know, it's like, eh. So for, do you remember this? I don't know if it's that easy. I don't when, know if it's that easy. When Jeffrey Epstein got arrested and the FBI were, like, on his island, some fisherman drove up with his boat, launched yeah. his drone, and started filming them looking around. Hmm. And they couldn't do anything to stop it. At one point, they were like taping cardboard up to the windows, but he would just drive up to a different window. Well, like I'm not saying one guy, one guy wouldn't be able to do the whole thing, but like hmm. an organization. I mean, there's probably people thinking about all this stuff, and and there's, I'm sure there's been actions and things that aren't available to us as a public on the news about what actually does go down, and I'm sure there's a, a multitude of attempts at all of these things, but I think we have, like, see, it's not that, it's not as easy as people think. It really isn't. Yeah, I'm sure if it happens once, then they're going to find ways to stop it from happening again. Similar to, yeah. like, 9-11, uh, lots of other things. We're going back to flying cars. Not everybody deserves a flying car. You need a license to fly a certain kind of drone and it's in a certain airspace and stuff like that, too. Yeah, same with like paramotoring, what I showed you earlier. You actually need a license for that. So like there are rules and regulations in place that kind of disallow this type of behavior and stuff. But, you know, people will still try, but I don't know. I, I can say this, though. This is something I heard years ago. So some guy was driving a hot air balloon without a license, right? Yeah. And so some, whoever was with him said something like, Hey, aren't you afraid of getting caught? And he said, who's going to catch me? The hot air, hot air board? Fuck. The hot air balloon police? The hot air balloon police. Like, if you do some things, like, especially in some areas, like, if you did this in rural Newfoundland, driving a hot air balloon around, no one could stop you. No, okay, here's the difference, though. Somebody would, or it would be on the news, or there would be some kind of, because everyone has a camera, but, see, Newfoundland doesn't have hot air balloons what because well for a lot of reasons but so to see one hot air balloon that would draw a lot of attention let's talk about like ontario or something if someone was to fly a, a hot air balloon in ontario no one's looking because there's that many hot air balloons in ontario 
no one's going to check if they got their license. But Newfoundland is a, is a kind of a special case because we don't really have hot air balloons here. But you wouldn't really get away with it because the hot air balloon would crash and fucking burn. Because it's that windy here. I'm surprised we have trees. So that's a whole other story. But yes, you can get away with certain things. Like people drive around all the time without a license, without a permit. You know, people drive around and they get away with it. So there, yes, there's things you can get away with. But uh, at the end of the day, like justice does kind of prevail. There is a lot. Like Big Brother is always watching. Let's just say that. I mean, some people slip under the radar, but that's because they don't have that big of a footprint. But uh, justice does prevail. You better watch out. I'm going to illegally drive a hot air balloon around, and you can't stop me. I always wanted to go in a hot air balloon. Same here. But like, yeah, really. But you never been in one, hey? No, now that I think about it, I can't actually think of a time I've seen one. You never seen no, a hot like air balloon? in real life, like in real life. Oh, really? Like, can you think no. of? A, can you think of the last time you saw one? Like not. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen hot air balloons in real life. Yeah. I had the opportunity to go up in them a few times, but see, the thing with me is, I'm that I used to be, or I maybe still currently am. It's been a while since I flew on a plane, but I hate flying. I, I and. So, and my anxiety is so high and I just have all these mental struggles. So if I was in a hot air balloon and knowing how slow they are and unpredictable, I'm like, am I going to end up having a really shitty time and just want to come down and make a fool of myself? So as much as I love hot air balloons and and the concept of them and and how I do still kind of want to go up and want to say I did it, you know, thrill seeking, kind of going back to that, everyone has their adrenaline and butterflies i would be full of adrenaline and butterflies but that's kind of what would make the experience for me because yeah i always was kind of interested in them but uh i don't know i I never had definitely see that though yeah it's like you never seen him in real life though no i swear i've never seen one like up in the sky really oh dude you're missing out they're kind of beautiful i believe it no no especially when there's like a bunch of them i was gonna say i think i know exactly what you're talking about because Especially, I was playing Minecraft today and yesterday for the first time in, like, forever. Yeah. And so, I built this really high tower, so that way I can, like, build a little highway to get across easier. Man, if I yeah. fall off that thing, like, I can feel it. I know. I like, know, right? I don't know what it is. Like, maybe I just don't fall down other games. But, like, in that game, like, I, it, it invokes something primal in me. What do you got, like, ray tracing initiated? Like... I don't. I think mean, so. no. Like I swear, it's, it's just not like the most high def game. I know it's not the most high def. I know you're just so into the game, though. I've been there too. And it, you it's just like kinda, most yeah. other games, if you fall to your death, it's like you don't get to hit the bottom. You know what happens? You die like in the air. Minecraft, yeah. you die when you hit the bottom. That's kind of what would happen in real life, though. Yeah. If you were falling at a certain altitude, I think you would actually die before you hit the ground. No, because there are, like, multiple people who have survived falling out of an airplane. Really? Yeah, dude, there's one guy who survived twice. What do you mean? How high was he, like, when he fell out? Did he use a parachute? Let me let me look this up. No, like... No parachute. Man what? Survived. How did he survive? What are you talking about? No way, dude. If he never used a parachute, how the fuck would he survive? He had to be, like... Well, I know one time he landed on a haystack. Yeah, but jeez, dude, even if 
Okay, yeah, okay. Haystack is great, but go ahead. Okay, I found an article. Nanny survived two plane crashes that killed his entire family. Grateful to be alive. Austin Hatch. Okay. Go ahead. See where it says uh, about the incident. How high was the plane? Holy shit. Well, it killed his whole family, so that sucks. Rest in peace yeah. and shouts out to the family. Okay, let's see. Let's like, see. On, ju- on 15th of June, 2011, his dream was finally realized when he was offered a... Sc- Wait. Wait. Okay. Uh, uh, it, don't tell me he actually died. No, I'm looking for this. Okay, okay. Because, like, dude, it's hard to believe. Someone falling out of plane. He lands on the hay bill. Okay, okay. Like, plane crash. Yeah, yeah let me... I want to know the antics. I need to know the antics. By the grace of God, my dad and I survived. So him and his dad survived the plane crash. Okay. Uh, escaped. Yep. Yeah, but see, plane crashes are different. Did he fall from the sky as a, as a pedestrian from the plane, or did the yeah, plane think, crash and he one, survived? I think this one was a plane crash, but... Yeah. That's different, though, see? No, no, no. Man falls from airplane... Twice. Oh, okay, so one person. This woman, Vesna Volvic, um, the Serbian flight attendant who holds the Guinness World Record for surviving the highest fall without a parachute, 10,160 meters. She was the sole survivor after a briefcase bomb a briefcase bomb exploded in the baggage compartment. How ten thousand meters? Yeah, ten thousand one hundred sixty meters in the air. Did she pencil dive into the ocean? Like, how did she survive? Dude, at that at that level, it's like hitting concrete. That's what I mean. How did she survive? Is she an alien? Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. It's hard to believe this stuff. Like, if she's the only survivor, she had to have. She's an alien. An alien or. There's divine intervention. Because I do believe in divine intervention. Dude. Sometimes you're just not meant to leave it yet. You know what I mean? It's like virtual reality glitch. Like, oh yeah, this other girl, uh, Julian Kopeck, she survived like falling out of an airplane into the Amazon jungle and then surviving for like two weeks with a broken arm. So she died after the two weeks? Oh, no, no, no. She lived for, like, a long time. Oh, you said she survived for two weeks, so I was like, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, she survived for two weeks, then got rescued. Okay, so, like, what? I don't know, man. Is this a real thing? It is. Dude, I can't find the guy who, like, fell out of the airplane twice, like the other one. But, yeah, the first time he fell out, landed on a haystack, and that managed to break his fall. Like, the Assassin's Creed it. (laughs) That's sick. Assassin's Creed, man. Yeah, that's true. You just jump off of a building onto a haystack. Because hay kind of breaks your fall a little bit. But, like, he must have had some broken bones or something. Or he's a robot. Or he had Neuralink or something like that. But, like, speaking of Neuralink, what technology that's non-medical 
because like Neuralink, I guess, is kind of medical right now for people like stroke victims and stuff because it's not really available to public because it could be, you know, dangerous. And if somebody just a regular pedestrian uses it, there might be complications. But somebody who's like on the edge of life is like, all right, well, I'm going to try and do my best to like stick around. They may take Neuralink. But what technology non-medical are we most excited for? What about you? What about you? I'm looking into one that's actually coming out pretty soon. Augmented reality. So what do you mean? I thought that was out. Well, it's out, but not to the level that it's going to be. So Augmented reality. Yeah, well, so explain this. So are you familiar with, like, Google Glass, uh, the HoloLens? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So years ago, Google Glass came out with this trailer saying, yeah, it's coming out soon. It never came out. Microsoft made the HoloLens trailer. Now, one of the things they showed off was you could play Minecraft, like building blocks, like Legos, anywhere. Uh, you could put a QR code up on your wall, and while wearing the HoloLens, it would recognize it as like a big screen TV. And so you could just hook it up to whatever wirelessly and use it like a big screen TV. Okay. Uh, I've heard some people talk about how like you'll be able to pick an avatar, right? Like you would in an online video game like VRChat. And if people look at you while you're wearing the HoloLens or whatever technology you use, they'll see that they'll see that avatar. Hmm. So I think it's going to be like really big. It's like, imagine you're fixing your car. You've got the YouTube tutorial right next to you going step by step with you. Uh, same with like cooking. You got the book recipe. You got the recipe right there. You don't have to turn back, grab your pages with your, I don't know, Cheetos, flour, wet fingers. Yeah. I see, like, so much for it that could be used. Google Lens. No, uh, HoloLens or Google Glass. HoloLens. Yeah, the HoloLens is the one that looks good. It's the one. So, when is this going to come out? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, I think it was announced. Well, I mean, like, Yeah. I think it was announced back when, like, the Xbox One was announced. So that would be, like, the year after you graduated, the year I graduated. Ah. Okay, well, if it's not released by now, they got bigger, better things. No, obviously. no. It's still being worked on, and it's going to come out sometime within the next 15 years. Jeez. But, I mean, a long time. I see so much potential for it. Yeah. People eat up anything that's kind of like entertainment entertainment is basically the element of this era that is kind of keeping us alive entertainment is the highest paid profession over people who save lives on a daily basis entertainment is the focus tiktok entertainment you know i mean social media instagram snapchat facebook all these things twitter entertainment elon musk what do you spend a bunch of money on he but he got twitter because it's entertaining like entertainment is the focus while he does think about space travel and we talked about that earlier he spent he probably spent more on twitter than he did on space travel man i don't know like well, yes I well mean, tesla is spacex is a company yes and you know there's a lot of money that went into that how much space exploration actually went into that company called spacex i don't know I definitely say a lot of money went into like all his companies. Yeah. But well, he's rich anyway. He's a special oh, yeah. case. He's also a very unique rich guy cuz he talks about his favorite video games, animes. 
Like, if there was a rich guy, he's our rich guy. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying, though? Entertainment yeah. is kind of like the thing of this era right now. Well, more kids want to be YouTubers these days than, like, any other job. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, they can stand alone. They can yeah, be their own we, boss. We kind of do something similar, too, albeit with other jobs. Si- keeping the yeah. lights on. Yeah, exactly. Keeping the lights on is a nice thing, for sure. But, like, dude, if you can be your own boss, that's a whole right. new level of entrepreneurship. It's like, you hear about that guy who got, like, 10 remote jobs because he only has to work on, like, each of them realistically an hour or two a day? 10 remote jobs. Yeah, like, 10 work-from-home jobs. Holy shit, dude. What? He only works them, like, two hours a day each. But he gets paid for the full working day. That's 20 hours. If he has 10 jobs, two hours each, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work, dude. That, when dude, does he okay, sleep? That actually is a lot of I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, even if you, like, slept three and a half hours, even if you, like, managed to do a run the dot, that'd be three and a half How much hours money does he day. make? According to him, it was, like, $1.2 million a year. Okay. He works for his money. He's an example of somebody who actually works for his money. He deserves that. But he's also not working the full jobs that he's paid to do. Okay, well, I, yeah. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Uh, he's hustling he's doing a good job at it he's too. hustling dude he's really hustling 20 hours a day that's hustling no but i especially big actors i know what you're talking about or like yeah big actors make so much money to pretend to be heroes yeah like it's unbelievable at least for like artists you know like people who make songs at least they do their own thing yeah, but so this is how entertainment goes. So long as there is the large enough audience and you have the correct platform, as long as you have enough people who are interested in what you're doing, you are getting paid because the more people that are interested in you, the more money you make because they're that's just how these platforms work and and whatnot. So like let's say there's let's say there's some chick or dude, or whatever. There's some person who is entertaining enough, but all they do is sit by a wall, and they can just, their words, they're just charismatic enough. Or maybe they're sexy, because sex sells, you know? If you're on Twitch, most of the Twitch people who have the most followers, they're probably attractive. That's entertaining. Welcome to entertainment. Welcome to Hollywood. There's a guy over here in this other room, who's a surgeon, who saves like a hundred, maybe two hundred thousand people, in every ten years, he saves their lives. He gets paid ninety thousand dollars a year. But this one person over here in this room with the little green screen with the with the skirt on and and who laughs kind of cute with a nice smile, they probably get paid like four or five times that amount because more people are attracted to them they like the entertainment entertainment is paying that is the era right now and it's kind of scary it's kind of cool but it's like uh what do we like what do we do like the essential services are not even essential anymore is the essential service now entertainment well it's the is same for like athletes too when you think about it 
If the, if you can athletes throw a ball, are entertainers you can though. Throw that, that, a ball I would. They're enough. all in the same category. Exactly. Really? I, I don't know because at least for like, if you sports look at Tom, is entertainment. If you're like That's Tom Brady or like some of the other like big names, Michael Jordan, uh, Mike Tyson, like you actually have to have a huge skill and be the best of the best at it. Some people deserve it, but some people don't. And that's where entertainment is a little bit, eh, it's like a gray area. It's like, yeah, some people are actually the greatest of all time. Sports makes a lot of money. But then you got the entertainers over here, which is like kind of the new era. You know, you got podcasters, you got, you know, you got, you got just even just like, what are these people? They're, they're entrepreneurs, so respect to them. But they're content creators and influencers. And some people just don't deserve it. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, people. Some people actually just don't deserve it. No, I do, I do agree with that. Yeah. Like, especially once you get to Hollywood actors, which I don't think are really going to be around much in the next 20 years. Hmm. Hollywood actors not being around? What do you think? Why do you say that? The reason why I think that is because what's big right now? Like, everyone talks about these new TV shows, right? It's like, hey, have you seen this show? Because people like to binge watch. So these lower budget shows are making more money than movies or like getting more popularity. Like Squid Game, for example. Can you Mm -hmm. name like a single foreign movie that's not shown in like dubbed? That was like the biggest show, biggest movie ever. Uh, what's it called? For like years. No, but Squid Squid Show, a non-dubbed show from Korea that didn't have the biggest budget became like the biggest show in the world. Hmm. So I see it's more things like that becoming bigger. And with the TikTok generation right now, which has zero, uh, what's the word? They can't keep a thought. This is very very ironic because I can't think of the word. Attention span. Yeah. So I see a lot of content becoming shorter in the future. And yeah. not centered in Hollywood, but like all over. Yeah. I know. You're right, though. That being said, I see like old media trying to fight back. Like with the, what's it called? C11 here in Canada. C11. Yeah, you haven't heard about that? What's C11? So Article C11 is supposed to be an update to the broadcasting terms. Yeah. So it hasn't been updated since tw- uh, sorry, 1991, which is what they say to make people think, oh, yeah, this should be worked on. But yeah. so things that it does is so let's say you're on YouTube. It's going to prioritize Canadian YouTubers to you as opposed to like what you're interested in. Okay. And so every Canadian YouTuber like, it's saying like, hey, we don't want this because if you get if you go to like an automatic video, you leave something on, and it's a video you're not interested in, you're just gonna click off, right? Right. Which is gonna damage your view, right? Your views, because like mm. it'll show people are getting onto your video and immediately leaving. Right. Uh, so they're doing stuff like with Netflix, where it says, yeah, Netflix has to pay for this much of Canadian programming. But at the same time, it's like Netflix already pays for like Trailer Park Boys, a couple other things, and they shouldn't have to do it. Essentially, it's companies like Bell and Rogers who are really trying to like make it so they can still win in this because they're getting defeated in the market. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So when are they going to implement this? Well, I know they're talking about it in a couple of days. Uh, in uh, really? Parliament. Okay. A couple of days. That's like really soon. Yeah, it is. And it's like, by the it's time this really comes out, like, there might be a decision. Yeah, hopefully it gets vetoed. I don't know why Dustin Trudeau is uh, the man who is in charge. So veto it may not. I, uh, uh. See, my concern about entertainment making more than the people. Entertainment is important. I gather that. I'm not trying to offend people who are entertainers. But let's say the next generation is like looking up to all the entertainers. Are they kind of so distracted by entertainment that they don't realize that if everybody becomes an entertainer, there won't be surgeons? So think about the crisis right now we're already having. Well, I guess you you don't really live in the province technically right now, but we don't have enough doctors for everybody, you know, this and that. I wonder if everybody's so leading towards entertainment that they forget we need the people who aren't entertaining you know so the next generation let's say that 90 percent of them are entertainers and 10 percent of them are just scraping by to try and stick their necks out to save people's lives like what are we going to do there's not going to be enough surgeons there's not going to be enough ambulance drivers there's not going to be enough this or that the things that we think are essential now they're not really going to be not going to feel that essential that's the that's that's my only worry about the entertainment thing entertainment is great I love to be entertained. Everybody loves to be entertained. But I just think that the jobs that aren't considered entertainment, like while entertainment gets so much money, I just think that the people who aren't entertaining, who still are spending 15 years of their lives in university to get this master's degree to actually go and, and to be the doctor, they, they deserve they deserve a lot. They deserve so much more. And so if we're not rewarding that kind of behavior, what are we going to end up with in 20 years? Everyone's going to be an entertainer. No one, the, the surgeons are going to be like the veterans now on the streets or, or homeless like begging for money. Well, we have robotic surgeons. Maybe I'd definitely that's say that's technology. going to be within the next 20 years. Yeah, you said what technology? Non-medical? Yeah, I said non-medical because I figured that's going to be like a really easy one to have. Medical like, technology. Yeah, exactly. We've already got like sewing machines. So, what's a huge difference between that and a stitching machine? Like, you know, with mm. like an AI. That's why technology is exciting to me and to some people because technological advancements have actually been helpful medically as well, majorly, majorly yeah. helpful. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good point. And you know what? Maybe and this is going to sound crazy. Maybe it is about time we get rid of doctors and stuff like that. Because it's happened thousands... How many times do you think it's happened where a doctor makes a mistake and someone dies from it? Now, that obviously yeah. doesn't happen every day. But it's happened a lot throughout history. You get a robot that does a brain scan. If it knows exactly what it's looking for, it knows what's the problem, like, immediately. Yeah, but I'll push back on that in the same way that we were scared about the police robots where robots still make mistakes. What about the hackers, et cetera, et cetera? That's true, but at the same time, I feel like the moment that happens once, it's like shut down, internet off. 
At least, mm. like, because the medical ones, it's not like they're going to be, like, doing it constantly. You know, like, people just walking around. And they're probably so not going to be very powerful or able to move. So you think technology, the more it advances, we're able to have more faith in it and believe that it could possibly make less errors than a human being would make. Well, definitely. So it's we like, could benefit from that. What's that thing that you used to see people using in like cartoons that took place a couple thousand years ago trying to calculate? You know, it's like the board with the beads on the rods. Like that has been, oh, yeah, that job yeah. has been completely defeated by calculators. Yeah. Or it's like, imagine being a scribe, you know, for year, 20 years, all you do is copy books. All of a sudden, yeah. the printing press comes out. Not only can oh, it do it faster than you, but it can make the letters look better than yours ever could. There's definitely a lot of positivity coming out of the technological advancements. Absolutely. But I guess we just have to, at least because we're the innovators, we're the creators of this technology, we still have to be wise to the troubleshooting and the possible errors. And we have to look at the errors in comparison to what humans would make. And then we also got to think about if we replace every human doctor and surgeon with a robot, at, like there's another job less than what we had. So what what are all these humans on earth going to do? What are we all just going to make robots? If, if, if 8 billion or 9 billion people, who are, whatever the population is now, all just make robots and repair robots. I mean, just no, there's no way everyone's going to have a job. So Think of the homeless people we got now compared to then. Like, is technology going to take our jobs? What's, well, what's the what's I think the at that point, here? we'll find new jobs for people. Yeah, but what are the new jobs? That, we won't know until later. Hmm. That we will not know. That's a question for our audience. Everyone who listens to this, leave a comment. Always leave a comment, in fact. Like and subscribe. Check out, I mean, there's a lot of details and a lot of a lot of topics we talk about that can be considered controversial. And if you disagree or if you agree as well, yeah, comments. We always love the comments. We like the feedback. Unless you disagree with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're pretty open to the disagreements too. Yeah. I mean, we disagree with each other a lot of the time and that's kind of what makes the content, right? That's, if If we were both disagreeing with each other the whole time, it would just kind of be... A little bit lame so i like that sometimes if you say something i'm able to push back or if i say something you're able to push back or dr big mac has an opinion we also don't share you mean like saying that super Mar super paper mario was on the ds yeah that was complete <laughs> trash that was, that was completely absurd i don't that know how lie. that was an op that, that opinion should be illegal that was a misconstrued memory i think dr big mac definitely believed what he thought was he was saying but and sometimes we remember things like that. And I think he was honest and he he meant something oh, yeah. I believe that nice by that. it. Yeah, he meant he meant he meant well, but like nah, bro. Nah. No. That was the the pictures he was showing us was paper Mario on the yeah. thousand year door. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I don't know. DS had like stickers slap and like some other shit, but it wasn't it wasn't super paper Mario. That was only available on the Wii, which also still sucks to this day. The Wii or the game? The game sucks. See, that's another disagreement, because I liked it. You liked Super Paper Mario? Well, I didn't like it as a kid, but then when I played it later, I thought it was a lot better. Okay, I'll have to play it again. 
I'll take. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's been a, a while. Kid, like I had these really high expectations for it. Yeah, and I could never too. get past the desert level. Okay. Then so get, you're talking about Super Paper Mario, right? Yeah, like the Wii, the Wii. Your partners are pixelated. Yeah. The um the bad guys count black. Or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Especially like the I'll have man- to play it again, dude. The mansion level where that girl becomes like the spider thing, like that is freaky. It's like playing Limbo, but all right, I'll play a lot it again. More colorful. I'll play it again. When I was a kid, is the last time I played it, so that's when I had these uh, negative connotations, these negative feelings about it. Because I, I was like, eh, it never, it doesn't compare still to the Thousand Year Door, and I think even if I did play yeah, through it, it, it won't beat the Thousand Year Door. It may never. But uh, yeah, because I'm a anyway. you. I found when I was a kid, especially like around DS time, like I had these. Because uh, of course, it's not like now where it's like, oh, I'm gonna watch this game. Oh, this is what it looks like. I'll buy it. I know what I'm getting into. No, like because you had to wait months to get a game as a kid. You would like hype it up in your head. You couldn't just go online look up like playthroughs of it because no one had like a yeah. capture card for a DS. So you would yeah. just like. See, You'd see little bits of it and you'd be like, man, this looks so good. And then you right. get it and it's like, this isn't this Underwhelming. Is not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I found yeah. pretty much every game I played, like from when the DS came out until Halo 3. No, even then, I didn't like Halo 3 when I first played it. You never liked it when you first played it? No, because I, I used to go over to this guy's house and he'd be like, yo, let's play Halo. And he didn't have Xbox Live, so it would just be me versus him. And, of okay. course, you have the guy who played it, like, all the time versus me. Yeah. Who played it when I went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you couldn't add bots or anything, so it was just me versus him. He'd get the energy sword and just keep killing me. Right. <laughs> yeah, it Then, sucks. eventually, I did grow to like it, and it became, like, really fun. I think Call of Duty 4 was the first game I ever played that was, like, whoa, this is really good. Call of like, Duty 4. between being a kid and a teenager. Hmm. What's Call of Duty 4, though? Are you joking? Like, which one is that? That was the original Modern Warfare. Okay, I got that. Dude, it yeah. was actually so amazing. Modern Warfare, I got Modern Warfare 2, then I had Black Ops 1, I had Black Ops 2. Black Ops 3 is still my favorite zombies, only because it has Kino de Toten, which is from the old one, but it's, like, revamped, and then you got these gobble gums, and you got, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Black Ops 3 is my favorite zombies, but I think Modern Warfare 2 is my favorite uh, multiplayer online. I'm I'm usually a pretty big Black Ops kind of guy. I liked COD 4. I really liked Black Ops 1. Black Ops 2 was really good too. Yeah. I didn't like Black Ops 3's multiplayer. I felt it was way too futuristic. Yeah, the multiplayer on Black Ops 3, yes. Because like, you had the running on the walls, you had the freaking jetpack, the sliding, and the, the robots yeah. going around. Like, yeah. I had to turn it off. I know. I didn't like the campaign either, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I never finished it, actually. It don't. <laughs> I finished uh, Modern Warfare 2 campaign because it was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. Exactly. Yeah. Last level, you're on the skidoo. And no, then when the you last one, you were the in the game... boat. Well, okay. Oh, well. Wait, what? Yeah, man. Okay, but uh, after you beat the game, are you not in that, like, museum? Oh, yeah. At the you end, can... you're in the museum. Museum. Okay, we are. Okay. Oh, I had to make sure that I was definitely talking about the same one. But you remember the Skidoo mission, though. It's kind of close Dude, to the end. that was a good one. Yeah. I, a while ago, I actually, like, spent an entire night trying to get, like, the three stars on my 360 version. Nice. Dude, I respect that. 
Have you played? So you played the new one? Have you? Modern Warfare Two. I have played the new one. Yeah, what's it like? Is it good compared um, to the old? So I played a little bit of the campaign. It's okay. Yeah. Um, the multiplayer. I've never been so angry playing a match of anything in my life. Really. Like I, I think my connection has been really bad lately because it's like I'm gonna play Fall Guys. I'll get a couple steps and it automatically disconnects me. Yeah. But man, the Modern Warfare 2 matches I've been getting into, it's like uh, I'm teleporting. It's like I'm. Everyone's stopping. It's been making me really mm. mad. I don't like the progression system. I don't like the battle pass. It's, it's like. Okay. okay, so you're used to Black Ops or pretty much every Call of Duty because they changed it for this one. You get yeah. to a certain level, you unlock a gun, right? Right. No, for this one, it's. you. Ha- Let's say you. Okay, so. I want to use the Bison. It's a pretty common gun in a Call of Duty game. So first, yeah. I had to get to level 16 with the AK. Then I had to get to level 15 with the other AK. Then I had to, un- well, by doing that, unlock the AK-74U. And I had to get to, like, level 10 to unlock the Bison that way. Oh, my God. So it was just like I had to keep using these guns I didn't want to use in order to get to the one that I did want. But there was a way that I could get that no problem if I just bought the battle pass. Huh. Uh, I yeah, these pay to win things. I'm not. I'm not huge on pay to win things. I, I wouldn't say it's pay to win, but it's definitely pay to save your time. Pay to be less frustrated, <laughs> dude. Because that game has frustrated me so much. It's like I, I, every Call of Duty game that I can think of, I've had those. I shot him first moments. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but this one has been bad. Uh, I don't have it myself, but yeah, I got I got Warzone too. Warzone two is fun, but that's it. I probably won't get Modern Warfare two then, based on your description. I don't blame you. I pre-ordered it back in like the summer. Yeah, but if I, I'll just say this: everyone that I've talked to has agreed the Modern Warfare two beta was better. Really? <laughs> yeah. The beta was better than the actual game. Oh, wow. Well, dude, sometimes it's a hit and miss, right? I mean, they can only try. Um, just like these flying planes. I think that's hit and miss. Just like this uh, robot situation with the police department. I think that's going to be hit and miss. There's going to be some people that are upset. There's going to be some people that's not. Mm, new technology. I mean, entertainment is kind of taking over. But... As long as the new technology, like you said, non-medical, but I hope the new technology that is the most innovative is actually medical. So that's what I'm most excited for. And, uh, like, Yeah, I'd like to live a couple extra decades. Would you really, though? Yeah, man, wouldn't you? No. What if they could slow aging? What if they could slow aging? 25%. It depends on the quality of life, right? No, like, like you live the same quality you would have at that age, if you like, if you age twenty five percent less. Uh, yeah, no, maybe I do enjoy life, but I understand, like we've talked about it before, that there is beauty in an ending and something that lasts forever. I guess lasting forever would be something I'm against, but maybe lasting a little bit longer. Cause yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, because like sure. this is what I've heard once before. Dying yeah. is like being kicked out of a party, but everyone else still gets to stay at the party. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But speaking of an ending. Yeah, this episode's got to end. It's got to end sometime. We got to leave the people wondering what's going to happen next. So I've had to go to the bathroom for like 20 minutes. Ah, uh-huh. that's funny. Me too, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks everybody for watching another episode of Island Time. It was date night with Just Josh and Audentum. Check me out on Twitch. Check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Oh, check me out on uh, SoundCloud.com as Crooked King. The I and King is an exclamation point. Check out Dentum out on YouTube. We got a bunch of other platforms that I forgot to mention, but yeah, if you just look at our at our bios and stuff, wherever you listen to us now, we I'm sure we got alternate ways. But uh, it's been been another date night. It's been real. I'm, 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 it's been real, man. Peace. Skr-